is an Odyssey original. This is Coronavirus Daily. I'm Charles Feldman. I'm Mike Simpson from the KNX Odyssey Studios in Los Angeles. Doctors and scientists keep telling us that if we're fully vaccinated, our chances of dying or ending up in the hospital extremely low. What about long COVID, though, after a breakthrough case? New research out of the U.K. Los Angeles has a vaccine mandate for city workers. Cops are suing over it and firefighters may join them. Computer programs might be cheating you out of an opportunity for a major pandemic career change. Let's start by discussing vaccinations and long covid Dr. Natalie Lampert is an associate professor of medicine at Indiana University School of Medicine. She runs the Lampert Health Lab, studying long-lasting COVID symptoms. Doctor, uh, what do we know about breakthrough infections, long COVID, and your chance of getting those? I think the first thing it's important to talk about is that that strange word we have for it is breakthrough infection. Um, I think it kind of gives the impression that Um, something's gone wrong if you've gotten COVID after getting the vaccine. What the vaccine does is it makes it much less likely you'll be hospitalized. And the research you just talked about is showing that it's much less likely that you'll end up with those really terrible long-term symptoms. So you could uh, get uh, long COVID symptoms if you're fully vaccinated, but you're not as likely to because you're not as likely to get COVID to begin with or at least be hospitalized with severe illness. That's it. So, you know, if you have the vaccine, vaccine, you've gotten it, um, you are much less likely to, you know, your immune system knows what to do. It's prepared to fight off the virus. And so you're not as likely to get as sick. It's like you recover very quickly. And for many people, they're actually asymptomatic if they've been vaccinated and they get exposed to COVID. So it's not, you know, creating, it's not creating a shield where you, well, you are never affected by the COVID virus, but it's protecting you and it's giving you this amazing immune response so that you really don't feel the effects that someone does who hasn't been vaccinated. I guess also important to note, we're talking about like a subset of a subset of people, right? Not everybody who's unvaccinated and gets COVID is going to develop long COVID. It's a certain percentage. And then when you're vaccinated, first, you have to break through to a point to have an actual case like you were mentioning. And then it's even a smaller set of that where you could potentially get these long COVID symptoms. And that's a very, very small number, at least according to what we're seeing. It is. And it's all all about reducing our risk. And risk is really hard to think about. It's sort of like how we wear a seatbelt every day, even though we're not going to get in a car accident every day, right? So it's doing the thing that we know is very protective in case you do end up, you know, getting COVID, being exposed to it, that your body is protected and it's ready to handle it the very best that it can. Are there clues emerging about those who are fully vaccinated who do get COVID and who do go on to get, even if it's a very sliver uh, in terms of the numbers of people who do go on to have long COVID symptoms, any clues as to who those people are? What makes them different? Well, it's definitely, so the study you mentioned out of the UK that was recently published, um, people who are more elderly, if they were more frail before they got sick, um, if they had asthma, those are certain certainly things that can contribute to you getting a more severe case of COVID, whether you're vaccinated or not. So that's certainly, you know, an aspect of it. But looking across different age groups, people who did get the vaccine, they uh, were more likely to be asymptomatic, have no symptoms. If they did have symptoms, they were more likely to have fewer than five symptoms when they first get sick instead of a range of, you know, 21, which is average for long haulers, I discovered in my research. And they're less likely to ever have to go to the hospital. So it just really, it's a very powerfully protective thing to do to get the vaccine. 
Where are you with your research right now? I mean, what is the the general findings when it comes to to long COVID? You mentioned some of the the timeline there. Right. Well, my team is, we're working on publishing a paper that it's shown, um, this is sort of, you know, an early sneak preview, but we're finding that um, in the first sort of 14 days of illness, long haulers typically have a very different set of initial symptoms than people who just recover and they don't end up with those long-term symptoms like the long haulers do. So what we're hoping is that we can have a list of symptoms that if you get sick and you start to have those, that will let you know that you have a chance of suffering more long-term from COVID and to try to get treatment early on. What do we know in terms of, of children and long COVID? Because as you know, I mean, children don't get uh, severe acute illness as much as adults do, but do we know anything in terms of, are they uh, equally likely to go on despite not having acute symptoms to develop long-term symptoms that may impact them a substantial amount of their lives? Well, we need to do more research to get the exact numbers. Um, but uh, one study I did where my team looked at electronic health records in the state of California, and we identified the people who were long haulers, and we actually found that 2% of them were children. But this was actually earlier in the pandemic. So with the Delta variant, we're finding that it actually impacts young people uh, even more severely than previous uh, strains of the virus. So young people can absolutely become long haulers. I know that um, a lot of young people might have more milder symptoms initially. If you see a family, you might think the kids don't have as severe symptoms early on, but we're actually finding that, especially with the Delta variant, um, children absolutely can become long haulers. So the best thing to do is to, once the vaccine is available for them, to get it for your children. Dr. Natalie Lamberts, Associate Professor of Medicine, Indiana University, runs the Lambert Health Lab Studies, The Long-Lasting Symptoms. Some L.A. police officers are suing the city over its vaccine mandate for city workers. They say the city can't force the vaccine on people who have had and recovered from the virus. They also say they don't like the process for religious exemptions. Firefighters might join them. John Knox, L.A. City firefighter, leader of Firefighters for Freedom. So, John, what's the game plan here? Is it to stop the whole mandate or just the mandate for you guys, firefighters? We are looking at this, that these are unconstitutional mandates. And of course, we want to stop it for us. Um, But at the same time, you know, we believe that you have a freedom of choice and the ability to make that decision on what you do with your body and put into your body. And so we believe that these mandates are unconstitutional and not laws that are applicable. Um, So, yes, we are looking for ourselves, but at the same time, striking these mandates down and getting them off the table is our main goal, and that will benefit everyone in the city. Well, John, I mean, of course, belief uh, and facts are two different things, and and everyone is entitled uh, to believe what they want to believe, but the facts are that there have been innumerable cases since the early part of the last century, as I'm sure you know, uh, and the courts have consistently said that when there comes to a public health emergency, uh, state agencies, city agencies do have the right to mandate vaccines, and it's been done with smallpox going back to, I think, 1905. So what's unconstitutional? So in the state of California, we have Article 1, Section 1 of the California Constitution, which, uh, if you read that, gives us a right to privacy, gives us a right to quite a bit of different things dealing with uh, what we do with our bodies as well. And it is not okay for any governmental agency to mandate what I do with my body. I've been an employee here for close to 21 years. 
And during that time, all throughout COVID, there was no uh, shot. There was no vaccination. And we came to work every day. Don't you get, vac- don't you get vaccinated for other things? Haven't no, have you had a history? I, I'm not anti-vax. I'm right. not so, going down that path. So what's, the, so what's the problem then? If you've been vaccinated, I presume, for measles, right? For mumps, for diphtheria, for smallpox, I mentioned before. So what's the problem in particular with this one? So I have a right to choose what I do to my body. There is there is no governmental agency that dictates what I do. Okay, what so, I shall so do. let me ask you this, John. Uh, mm-hmm. You're a firefighter. Uh, mm-hmm. You come to my home maybe because there's a fire, or maybe uh, because I'm having some illness and I call nine one one. And perhaps I'm not vaccinated. I am, but suppose mm-hmm. I'm not. Do I have sure. a right to be protected from perhaps you who may not be vaccinated and perhaps will give me a fatal disease? Do I have that right? Well, you're you're making assumptions. No, 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 answer my question. My question is a simple one. You come as a firefighter, hypothetically, uh, you're not vaccinated, or maybe I don't know. I Mm -hmm. summon you to my home because of a fire or an illness. Mm -hmm. I'm not vaccinated, perhaps. Do I have a right to protect myself from you or some other firefighter who may give me a disease that could kill me? Do I have that right? Yes or no? Uh, You do have a right. Right? So, okay, so, so you, how do I so protect myself? So, how, so do I not call the fire department if there's a fire? So, how, but how do you protect yourself? I mean, you can go ahead and you well, can I protect wear a mask, myself I pro- I, by well, knowing that everybody so in the public safety know, realm is. So, in the middle of a fire, yeah. in the middle of a fire in my house, I grab <laughs> a mask. <laughs> I, I grab the mask in the middle of the well, fire if, while the if fire. If you're in the, the middle of does? a fire in your house, obviously, I don't think you're going to be asking if I'm vaccinated. You're going to want me to get you out of your home. Is but that I also not correct. Yes, but I also don't want you to give me okay. a fatal so disease. So you're, you're comparing apples to oranges here. No, I don't think so. But you didn't answer the question. How do I? But you're making hypothetical questions. Of course. Well, how do well, when you file a law case, you're making a hypothetical case too. Uh, how do I protect myself? No, I, I'm not I, making a hypothetical. Yeah, but case. I want you to answer that question. We're, we're basing this on science. Yes, but answer the question. This, well, no, you're, I'm, you're I'm not basing it on science. We're, we're, yes, we are. What's the science? You haven't seen the complaint. What's the science? Well, okay, I can't tell go us. In. Well, you'll see when we file the complaint. Okay, later this week. Well, I'm but not you're on get now. Into our strategy and all it's not that a strategy. You say it's ba- the- no. It's not a strategy, sir. You're talking about science. What's the science? That has nothing to do with strategy. What's the science? What's there's there's plenty of science out there. You can go name one thing anywhere that's science. on the internet. There's plenty of doctors that have science that prove a lot of different things. We're basing what the city's mandate states. Okay. We are going, based on that, what they have filed their mandate on, that we believe that it is infactual, okay? And we're that's what this lawsuit is going to be for. But how? Because that again, other be, court cases have upheld right now. vaccine discuss, laws. What makes this vaccine different that, from all the okay. other vaccines? Because there would have to be something that makes well, this FDA-approved okay. vaccine different. What, what, makes this, what makes this vaccine different than all others is that currently right now, this vaccine is not approved by the FDA. No, it has so it's been still approved. A clinical no, trial. No, Pfizer no, 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 the Pfizer one is approved. approved. No, right. you, you guys need to do your research. No, we did. Comerity, no, no, sir, you're you're hundred no, 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 percent wrong. Comerity, 
Comerity, which is the Pfizer vaccine is approved. No. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, No, you can you can you can stay on the air as long as you want and insist that it's not approved. But you're a thousand percent wrong, sir. So if you are going to go to court and you're going to file a case and you say it's based on science, you got to get your science right. And your science is wrong. Right. No, you don't. And and you guys can go and look and you can even go to Pfizer's website and Comerity. If you'll let me speak. Go ahead. Instead of cutting me off. Go ahead. And get your point out there. Go ahead. I'm going to let you know that Comerity, okay, Comerity is approved, but there is no approved vaccine right now that is manufactured in the United States by Pfizer or anyone else. And it's... That's not true. That's just not true. That's just not true. Okay. All right. You know, we are going to stop the conversation because what you're saying on this point is so wrong that there is no way to have a discussion that's logical. Well, and that's that's the beauty of where we live is the United States, right? You're we absolutely right. You are absolutely right. Disagree. But you, you and, have it. And unfortunately, we, yes, we you're can. shutting down normal no, dialogue. No, because is, because is you because I'm not going to let you go on the air and broadcast to the public something that is demonstrably that? You're not wrong. Let me go on the air. You that's invited right. me on, and we're having a discussion. And now we're here, stopping. And, the, and now we're stopping the discussion. Goodbye. John Knox, LAFD firefighter and leader of Firefighters for Freedom, again suing to stop the vaccine mandate. LAPD officers done the uh, same thing earlier on. Coming up after this short break, your pandemic career change could be at the mercy of a faulty computer program. Lots of jobs are available because of the pandemic and companies want to hire. But if you're having problems landing one of these jobs, it might not be your fault. Software that goes through the applications might mistakenly deny you an opportunity for a big career change. WBBM's Cisco Cotto talks to Julie Bauke, president and chief career strategist at the Bauke Group, about this so-called application black hole. There's a reason it's called the big black hole. And, you know, companies get at least 250 applicants on average for every job they post. And they get to get that down through a a variety of hocus pocus and other methods to four to six people generally to interview. And so when you look at those odds, the longer, the more of your time in your job search you spend online trying to outsmart the online system, unfortunately, the longer you're going to be unemployed. And yet, if you don't do that, you have sometimes very little chance of actually getting your resume seen. Right. So what we tell our clients is do that, apply online, and then utilize your network through LinkedIn, through Facebook, through all, all of your sources to find people who work at that company who can help you get the inside track. Pointing and clicking and hoping for the best rarely works, unfortunately. Yeah, it's difficult because so much of this is relationship-based, right? And, and yet you, you can't can. develop a relationship at every company. Exactly. You can't. And So, yeah, you know, the stats have stayed firm for years, and that is that two-thirds or more of people on average get their job through someone they know or someone they meet through the job search process, which 10 to 15 percent of people get their jobs strictly by applying online for that very reason. People hire people. They don't necessarily hire downloads or attachments. And so utilizing and really cultivating those relationships, not just when you're in a job search, when you're not in a job search all the time, it's a career management strategy. So the boards, you know, can you outsmart these computer systems? No, you can't. Good insight. Thanks so much. Hopefully that's helpful. Julie Bauke, president and chief career strategist at the Bauke Group in Cincinnati. A notorious world leader is now self-isolating because people in his inner circle became infected with COVID. 
Russian President Vladimir Putin doesn't have the virus. He's tested negative, supposedly, and is fully vaccinated with Russia's Sputnik V. One Russian official didn't say when Putin began self-isolating, when he tested negative, how long he would remain in self-isolation, or who among his contacts was infected. Putin has occasionally gone to extreme lengths to protect himself from infection. Officials even set up special disinfection tunnels last year that anyone meeting Putin had to walk through. This is an Odyssey original. Find us on the Odyssey app, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. Stitcher.